welcome, welcome to another episode of the show. It's me, Justin. We are back with another episode. New Year's is right around the corner. We're recording this with New Year's resolutions in mind. I guess we'll talk about that later on in the episode, but I hope you guys have been doing well. It's been a good week. We just celebrated Christmas at the time of this recording, so I hope you got everything that you wanted. I hope you remembered the reason why we celebrate Christmas and what you're thankful for. I'm happy to be here. If you are new to the show, this show is all about bringing together different perspectives. We talk about music, pop culture, entertainment, politics, and we have some fun while we're doing it so if you love the show and you're listening right now and you've never left us a review please do leave a review and most importantly If you've always wanted to get involved with the show, if you wanted to ask us a question, but you were scared because it's not anonymous, it's your day. It's your day. We have a link in the description for you guys to send in any questions, thoughts, concerns, scenarios, drama, things that you're going through in your life. If you want us to address it on the show, feel free to send it in and we'll read it on air for you. So with that being said... Dupree, Dupree, Dupree is in the house. How are you, Dupree? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. I always say on here every every time you ask, you know, life is what you make it and how you roll with the punches that are thrown at you sometimes. So doing well. I need to make an amendment to my Christmas movie list. The Best Man Holiday is definitely something that hits me in the feels. So I really love that movie. So I'm putting that in my top five Christmas movies all time. Is that the one with Monique? No. The Best Man Holiday is like the sequel of The Best Man, but more Chestnut, Tay Diggs, all them niggas. What made you decide to get married now? My wildos are so. Besides, how much ass can one man have anyway? A lot. <laughs> all of your friends from the film that started it all. Oh, hell yeah. The Best Man. So you read my book too. Dog. That brought back some wild memories. Are coming back together. God did not intend for us to be with just one person. Oh, that movie. Okay, because there's so many, yeah. like, last Christmases. It gets confusing. So, I rem- okay, I know what you're talking about now. So, that's your addendum. Just so the people know. So, go check it out if you've never seen it. Great movie. But um, speaking of Christmas movies, so last week I mentioned that my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. So I was doing some reflecting over the holiday and I was like, that movie actually doesn't make sense at all. So you have a family who's going on vacation and they don't think to check if all of their children are there. Well, the the one girl did do the check, but that other kid, their neighbor kid was in the van like looking at their luggage or something and she touched his head and thought that was Kevin. So it is the 90s, man. People didn't (laughs) care about nothing. Pregnant women stood by microwaves and shit, man. The 90s was a wild time. It was a wild time. But that movie is very unrealistic because you're trying to tell me that there's not a single neighbor. There's not a single family friend or cousin that could have taken Kevin in so he's safe during the holiday rather than leaving a four-year-old child at home by himself. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. And it's not fair. Let me tell you, because there's also a scene where he goes and does grocery shopping by himself. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and your sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Uh, I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. And let me say, if Kevin was black and a little kid was doing grocery shopping by himself, CPS would have been called. And that would have been a whole different movie. It wouldn't have been called Home Alone. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm telling you, the cashier would have called somebody and that little boy would have been, you know, with CPS. That's an alternative ending for um, Home Alone. Maybe I need to write that script. <laughs> you, you ever seen 12 Years a Slave? My favorite movie. So it would have been sort of like 12 Years a Slave. Like, this is how I became a foster child. That's what that movie would have been. <laughs> Yes, that's honestly that's that's a really good a really good spin-off or sequel that they need to do. Instead of the trash Home Alone 3 and 4 that they made, make that cuz I'd be interested in watching that. Justin's got to get You know he's got to get Justin's got to get some fucking shit off his chest. Let's talk about y'all's favorite pastor, if that's what y'all want to call him, Joel Osteen. So it turns out some people did their digging. I don't know how they found this information, but it turns out that Joel Osteen, his church and him himself actually received a $4.4 million PPP loan from the government. I'm not a fan of Joel Osteen. I feel like he is a snake oil salesman. I don't trust him. And it's very uncomfortable for me to see people profiting off of religion and calling it blessings. And on top of that, one thing that really exposed people to Joel Osteen is how during Hurricane Harvey in 2017, he did not allow initially people to come into his church. He was like, ah, making excuses and I don't want the people to mess up the church. I don't know what his excuse was, but he wasn't allowing people to take shelter in his massive church. We were here for people. We were shelter. We were taking people as soon as the as the floodwaters receded when several people came here to take them in but uh, the city has a shelter four miles from here we work with the city all the time and when their when their shelter was totally full they started bringing people over here and here we are again today doing it like we did in 2001 when we housed 3,000 people so so if anybody doesn't know, Joel Osteen has a huge stadium, you know, as a church, and he gets thousands of people that come to his church every single week. And during Hurricane Harvey, there was a lot of limited places where homeless people and people that needed a place to live, there was limited space for them to find shelter. So everybody was like, you know what? Joel Osteen has a huge church in Houston. Why don't we take refuge in his church? Whenever they tried to go in, the doors were locked and they were stuttering, yeah, yeah, coming up with excuses, trying to come up with with why they don't want people to come in that doesn't make sense a church is supposed to be a welcoming place to let people take refuge for people to take shelter for people to feel safe and the fact that he was closing his doors and coming up with excuses to exclude people it really made me feel some type of way that's not what a christian does and i think he was really exposed but the fact that he took a 4.4 million dollar loan when he's a multi-millionaire what are you taking out a loan for what are you taking out a loan for? Meanwhile, people are struggling. People are getting $600 checks from the government that can't even pay for their rent. And you're over here taking a $4 million loan when you don't need the money. There's people actually hurting. And this is just exposing mega churches and exposing Joel Osteen. But yet, no matter what I say, people are going to continue going to his church. Dupree, what are your thoughts? Come in with the knockout punch. <laughs> you, you, you said a lot there. And I appreciate everything you said because we are on the same page with him. I mean, you use some real Texas shit there instead of snake oil salesman. I want people to know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, man, like I I don't condone anybody that does this mega church stuff. I don't condone these uh, 4 a.m. in the morning on access television preachers that ask for donations like it's a telethon on PBS. 
I don't mm. condone any of that. You should not be using the Lord for profit. Like you mentioned, Joel, whatever. I don't know how to say his last name, and fuck that nigga. I could care less about how to say his <laughs> last name. That's how I'm coming today. I don't appreciate people like him because, like, you're preying on people who have a faith in God, right? The, the Almighty, they're, the person or the thing, whatever you want to classify God, that they think from which all their blessings flow. And there are truly evil people out here that have found out that, hey, people believe in that person, so I'm going to say I'm a messenger of that person and make you give me money. And you know how the tip, the typical stereotypical preacher would be like, uh, d- d- don't ask why I got a plane. You should pray to God that you have a plane just like your pastor. D- don't BS. ask no questions. Don't ask that's no BS. questions. Uh, 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 you're going to have people out there like Justin saying that, that that's BS. But the Lord then blessed us. <laughs> they make you feel like it, it's a cult, man. They make you feel like, oh, the pastor's doing good, so I'm doing good, right? T.D. Jakes got on a new suit. I mean, God's going to bless me with a new suit and a plane. And Nah, man, if you're profiting off of Jesus, I think there's a very special place for you in hell. And so for this man to say that he is a child of God and is tasked with spreading the word of the Lord to turn away people in their time of need, the Bible says, come as you are. There was a natural disaster happening, and he turned God's people away. People are suffering because of this pandemic. He is a multimillionaire, like you said. If he wanted to to take care of his staff and pay these people, he should do that out of the kindness of his heart, because that's what God would do, right? Because he's a child of God, and we are made in his image, right? But no, he's going to try and, pre- and uh, use the government's money so he don't got to reach into his pockets. This guy is fake. He's a snake oil salesman. If you are somebody that believes in or follows him, you should reevaluate. You should actually... Uh, He's like he's like a bad news source. Open your Bible and start finding out this stuff for yourself. You don't need him to be the mouthpiece because he's leading you wrong. It, all you're doing is spending money at church. I bet you in this church they got ATMs. Like we only take exact change in the offering bin here. <laughs> and cash up. Yo, you could probably set up a direct deposit. Part of your paycheck goes straight to his church. I guarantee it. I believe it. Right. So people like him that are profiting off of people's belief in their God, special place in hell for you. Fuck Joel Osteen. get it off your chest get it off your chest uh we have to give a round of applause for that um we're dragging i think that we're not dragging to drag honestly there's something wrong with people that are wealthy but refuse to use their blessings quote unquote to help people in need so during a pandemic everybody's been exposed all these celebrities have been exposed um all these pastors have been exposed because a lot of them were shut down and they were finding ways to make money and i understand that some churches actually do need money to continue supporting themselves but there's also churches out there that don't need the support and they were asking for you know handouts from the government that's not fair and joel osteen as a con man always having a story i had a friend who knew a friend that told me that he had one eye and because of that the power of the spirit of the lord was there uh, nobody is falling for his stupid <laughs> stories he has, <laughs> he has a story for everything it gets on my nerves i can't stand it but you know it is Listen. what it is prosperity to me is having your health It's having peace in your mind. It's being able to sleep at night, having good relationships. There are many things that money cannot buy. While I don't like the term prosperity minister, I must say I am not a poverty minister. I can't find one place in the scripture where we are supposed to drag around not having enough. Like you said, right? You're exploiting the word for 
your own personal gain. And there are churches out there like my church, right? We ain't no mega church. We ain't on TV. If your church got a TV deal or a radio deal, they don't need to be taking no money from the government because they're doing just fine. Mm. We talk about these churches that actually take people in when there's a natural disaster, that actually do food drives and uh, winter clothes drives and things like that that are actually giving back to their community, that are a pillar of their community. If they need help, go get that help because they need it. They wouldn't be reaching out if they didn't need it. But people like him, like you said, he's a snake oil salesman. And um, he will get his one day when he meets his maker if he even actually believes in the Lord. That's a whole different topic within itself. I know I like to joke all the time and say that Dupree is radical. is because he is. Isn't this the same man? Isn't this the same man that a couple episodes ago said that churches need to be taxed? Hmm. This is an interesting opinion coming from you because that's a radical statement. Uh, They need to be taxed. So does the NFL. The NFL don't pay no fucking taxes. They need to be taxed, too. I don't believe that. You know, I don't believe that churches should be taxed. I think mega churches should be taxed. I think that if you are raking in like a certain amount of revenue from your church, you should be taxed. If you're like a lower level, like community church, I feel like a lot of those people do, you know, really need the money. So I'm not going to tax them just because there's people abusing the system. What kind of radical person are you? So I agree with your point there. And you didn't let me flesh that point out on that episode. But yes, if you're if you're just a money churning machine, like you're making money like a laundromat or a car wash. <laughs> and yes, you need to be taxed because you are a business at that point. So I agree with that. A whole franchise. He has book deal after book deal, commercial after commercial. I'm pretty surprised that he's not building an extension of his massive stadium already. People like him need to be taxed, and they don't need to be taking out $4.4 million in PPP loans. I'll tell you that for sure. Agreed 100%. Let's play some clown music for Joel Osteen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we have a way for you guys to reach out to the show and send in anonymous questions by clicking the link in the description. So sometimes at the end of an episode, if we have enough time, we will read some of those. Since this is a looser episode, I wanted to make sure that we, you know, addressed some of the things that y'all have asked in the anonymous question thing. And Dupree, actually, I'll start with you. You said you actually had some questions that some of the listeners sent in i'm nervous y'all because if y'all don't know i'm a planner i have an agenda i know everything that we're going to be talking about during the show so my mind is at ease most of the time but dupree told me that he has some things that listeners sent in that i'm unaware about so i'm now nervous and interested to know what they said one of our loyal listeners hit us up to ask a question i'll keep you anonymous you'll know who are who you are once you hear it but what is our opinion, Justin, uh-huh. on thoughts on the college dating scene for somebody who wants a serious relationship? Uh, she goes on to say, I'm not afraid of saying that, but I think guys think that means I want a, a serious relationship with them in all caps and that I will jump at any opportunity for one. Genuinely want to stay single until I find the right person. But how do I make my stance known in a light way when asked the inevitable question? What are you looking for? Mm. That's honestly, that's a really, really good question. And I think that that's relatable to a lot of people because there's this thing I call dating with intention. Um, Some people don't date with intention and that's fine. In college, we're young. How old are we? 18 to 22. That's the years where we're finding ourselves, where we're figuring out who we are, what we're what we like, what we're into, what we want our futures to be. So 
during that age, you know, bracket, we're young, we're still figuring things out. So if you are the type of person that is dating with intention, which is somebody that, you know, dates somebody seriously and whatever happens, happens. They're not into like flings and stuff like that. They date with intention and there's nothing wrong with that too. But in college, when it comes to dating with intention, I'll say that guys are more immature than girls and some women know exactly what they want. So the issue is like how to say what you're into and what you're looking for without scaring off a guy because if you tell a guy that you know I'm looking to date seriously some of them will it will drop you because they're not into that I know some people out there do it I know people in real life that have found a high school sweetheart and they're still together till now but personally that's not for me because you don't know yourself whenever you're in high school and I feel like you need to be able to figure out what you like I know oftentimes you might like somebody immediately and you think that's the person for you but you're young that's why the stats show that whenever people marry at a young age those relationships often end in divorce because you were too young you didn't know what you wanted and then when you figured out that you were unhappy you needed to leave this person so i think that a good way to stop that from happening is to grow and in college that's your time to grow and figure out what you like so when it comes to like letting guys know that um, I think that <laughs> you don't have to be like, hello, my name is Daisy and I'm looking to get married from this relationship. Don't you don't have to do all that. You don't have you to know do how all fast that. somebody will run away from you. If you exactly. say that, <laughs> you do not have to do that. What you can do is just fill them out. That's your chance to feel each other out and get to know each other. And I think that whenever they get to know who you are in your character, they'll see that, OK, this girl is serious. And if they're mature enough, if they're not mature and ready to progress in that way, they'll take a step back and say hey um, I might not be what you're looking for but there's plenty of fish in the sea which there are and maybe you'll find somebody that is more intentional the way you're looking for but I'm not that person but that's a hard thing to ask because not everybody is mature enough to address people like that that's what I'll say for now I've said a lot Dupree what do you think and I don't know if you have any thoughts on what I said Justin just gave y'all the okie doke the long way around it because a female asked this question and Justin made this focus towards females but men can deal with this issue too although it's a lot less likely especially in college ladies let me help you out real quick <laughs> this is confessions of a former fuckboy. so oh I'm gonna tell God. you how it is right what I said is I think the best thing you can do is to be honest about your stance and your feelings I was always open and honest about my feelings and where I stood if somebody was trying to get involved with me I would let them know this is where my mind's at. This is where my heart's at. If you want to go with route A, great. That's where I'm at. If you want to go route B, I ain't the person for you, right? <laughs> so what I would say is um, don't let someone pressure you into a situationship or friends with benefits if you don't want that. Also, if you get into that, you have to protect your heart and your feelings because only you know what you can handle. Don't say, yeah, you know what? We can be friends with benefits, but you really like this person. and You see a future with them. Nah, you got to be upfront about your feelings and how you feel because you shouldn't let anybody pressure you or coerce you into some sort of a situation that you don't want. Um, mm -hmm. You know, make it clear that you're not about wasting your time with whoever you're dealing with and just be upfront and be firm in your stance that these are my intentions. This is what I'm looking for because that way nobody can say you was out here playing games with their heart. Right. And you won't let anybody play games with your heart. And it might be hard, too, because sometimes, like, I don't hate to put people into categories, but sometimes women might feel pressure to do certain things or act a certain way just because they like this person. But you don't have to do that. If you feel uncomfortable, if you don't like this person, you know, you can stop that relationship and you don't have to go any further. But I think that there's power in standing true in your convictions. And if you 
are looking to date intentionally, the right person will come along. And that's why so many people meet their spouse in college because, you know, some people are looking for that. Also, believe somebody when they tell you what they really want. If somebody tells you like, hey, look, I'm just out here fucking around or I'm just out here for a good time. Ladies, because you are more guilty of this than men, do not try and change that person. <laughs> do not. You will end up with a broken heart. I'm being... De- Listen. <laughs> Trust me on this one. You end up with a broken heart. If that person tells you, hey, I'm just out here doing me, having fun, living my life, going with the vibe, whatever they say, believe, believe them. Believe them. Because <laughs> they're not bullshitting you. You end up with your feelings hurt. You're going to show up to somebody's dorm, and you're going to see another female there. <laughs> You ain't going to be happy. Like Stuff like that happens, man. I'm trying to keep your heart three stacks like Andre 3000 said. I'm trying to help y'all protect yourselves. And thank you so much for writing in and, um, you know, asking us that question. I hope the advice that we gave you helped. Yeah, I think I think it did, honestly, because so many people can relate to that. We spent a couple of weeks ago, we spent a whole listener letter just discussing how you shouldn't change people or expect to change anyone. Nobody's going to change except you. Like you can't control anybody. You might control you might control habits, but you can't change who that person is on the inside. They have to change and they have to be willing to undergo whatever challenges and changes that they're going through internally but from an outsider's perspective you're better off finding somebody else because people are hard to change and if you know what you want find it elsewhere because if you see that this person doesn't have the characteristics that you want and somebody that you're looking to pursue seriously move on find somebody else and especially when you're young there's plenty of fish in the sea so you will find your person i promise Like we said earlier, you know, the end of the year is here. 2020 has done a number to many people, except Dupree. Apparently, this has been the most prosperous, successful year for him. The world is burning, but he's he's on an island of success over there. It's all W's. <laughs> hey, I, I, don't, I don't believe in taking L's, baby. <laughs> you can find something positive and a lesson in everything that happened, even the bad stuff, for the most part. That's true. So, that's just the that's just the mindset that I've been in all year. It's been a uh, for personal growth and everything for me, man. It's been a it's been an amazing year, amazing year. Uh, there's something I want to bring up. Um, how you talked about how this year was tough for a lot of people, but like you talked about me in the beginning, how I'm like, yo, this is one of the best years ever for me, blah blah blah. But the world is on me around around me is on fire. Um, I had breakfast with one of our listeners the other day. Um, shout out to Justin, and you know this is a guy who knew me growing up who you know was one of my right hand people growing up i told y'all about the stories that we went through and me and him are talking and he's like i've played this podcast for people who knew you during that time and they're like i cannot believe that this is the person (laughs) you know that this is the same person that he's saying all this stuff and i'm like that's just growth and adaptation in life man Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm happy for you know all the blessings that have come my way this year you know i've talked about it on here and like i try not to get too too personal and too deep because i don't want to get emotional or <laughs> no get like emotional like who are you trying to protect no but no no myself <laughs> that's what i'm trying to protect myself like i ain't going to come on here and start sniffling or nothing like that but no what i will say is like it's okay to feel down and stuff sometimes because it happens right like 2013 is the worst year of my life by far um I lost my grandma that year, right? So me and Enrique were talking about loss and, like, what that does to you because I I think that there are certain types of pain that changes you forever, right? Like, 
I'm not the same person I was before I lost her. It's just, I'm just not right. Like it took me five years to be okay with the fact that she's not here anymore. With that, like I said before, you have to learn to persevere and move forward, right? Like nothing I did was going to bring her back. So I had to figure out how to function and how to be okay with my life the way that it is now. And everybody's going through some type of loss, some type of setback, some type of heartbreak in your life, but you're still here. And this goes to, you know, ties into Segway King, Mm -hmm. the mental health awareness PSA that we did that if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. It's okay. Everybody copes in different ways. Some people like to be left alone. I'm one of those people. I like to be left alone and deal with it on my own time. I will reach out to you when I feel like I'm at that point. Some people, they do want the attention. They want to know that people care and everything like that. So, as always, check in with your people. Sorry for rambling. There. No, just, you're fine. I had to let you. I had to let y'all in a little bit yeah. because Justin says so. Dupree was mentioning a couple weeks ago that you should check in on your strong friends because you know those are the people that are good at hiding what they're going through, and nobody would ever suspect that they're depressed or that they're going through stuff. But everybody, regardless of how positive they are on the outside, we all go through stuff. Some people are really good at hiding it. I think that I'm one of those people that's good at hiding it. I feel like when people think of me they think of like a very positive person and there can't be anything that justin could be sad or depressed about i'm human just like everybody else i go through things i have moments where you know i'm sad and i'm not feeling great um but it's those friends that you know check in on you and remind you that there's people out there that care for you so be that friend for somebody else let them know that you know you're thinking of them that you care about them because especially going into it the new year i think it's good for everybody to establish like where they are in their life and with the friendships and relationships that they have reevaluate everything you know make sure that the people that you surround yourself with are the people that are bringing positivity and joy into your life they care about you that's what i love about the new year because it's like a a point for us to all reflect on the year prior and then make changes and adapt for the year you know coming forward go where you are celebrated not where you are tolerated that's a tagline for the show yes if it don't love you get it the fuck out your life man. i don't got time for that <laughs> you don't love me i don't got time for that baby <laughs> oh my god but look what i will tell you about since you mentioned friends what i will tell you right a true friend is somebody who can share in your excitement and your happiness when it don't got shit to do with them i remember when i was going through uh this summer um negotiations with my job and everything and when like everything played out the way that i wanted to and i was really blessed by everything that played out enrique had just as happy as me it don't got shit to do with him he just as happy as me my girlfriend just as happy as me um double the douche just as happy as me like oh my god this is amazing blah blah because you know what i mean like that's the type of people that you need around you Mm -hmm. right that's the type of people you have to put in your circle and have your team that'll build you up but not only people that will build you up but people that will tell you when you fucking up yeah because there's been plenty of times that double douche has said to me like hey you you're a little out there right now or enrique be like nah that's that's not what we're going to do today Mm. (laughs) you know keep you in check yeah you need if somebody love you they will tell you the good the bad and the ugly and they won't sugarcoat it that's true because hopefully you have developed that type of relationship where I can say something to you that I know is going to piss you off, but you know I'm coming from a place of love. I think that with social media, with comparison, even with your friends, I feel like some people out there might feel unhappy whenever their friends reach success and get a promotion or have something good happen for them. They might, you know, congratulate you, but on the inside, 
you know, they feel some type of way about it. And I won't say that that's always like a negative thing. It's not that they secretly hate you or don't wish you well. I think that sometimes it can be uncomfortable when your friend is doing so well and then you're reflecting on your life and what you have. I think that's a human a human characteristic and I think it's okay to feel like that my only issue is like when you're like rooting for the downfall of your friends and I don't think you're a friend at that point to be honest but I think that you know whenever people around you are experiencing success and you're not be happy for them that's all you can do it's important for you to be happy for them because whenever you reach where you're trying to go you want people to be in your corner cheering you on and rooting for you the same way you were rooting for other people so your time might not be right now now the same way it is for them but when your time comes they're going to be right there cheering for you and it's like a a thing that motivates you to get to where you want to be quicker because I always say that when you're eating I'm eating too we're at the same table and there's those other friends where we're not as good you can't eat at my table but I wish you well you can have a plate but you can't eat with me and that's okay there's a ton of stuff you just said there (laughs) there's a ton of stuff you just said there that is so right right like if, if you're one of my people, you come, we can have a plate together at my table. Now, you know me. I told I didn't talked about this on the podcast, right? I'm positive now, guys. Like, I don't say fuck you to people no more. I say God bless you because like, I ain't going to wish nothing bad on you. So I ain't never going to wish that you don't got food on your table. I hope you have food on your table. I hope there's food in abundance, <laughs> as the Bible would say, right? right? But you just don't come to my table with that shit. You keep it over there. But I want to go back to what you said about motivation. That's that's right. Right. Like, so if I'm doing well or one of my friends is doing well or my brother's doing whatever, I want to be happy for you. But that should light a fire under my ass, because if I want what you have or you motivated me to to strive for more, you know, it doesn't have to be a negative thing like, oh, yeah, so and so got a promotion like uh, whatever, though, like whatever, like hating on it. Like, nah, man, big ups to you. I hope to get there, too. Do you got any advice for me? That's what, like, people's mindsets are so fucked yeah. up. I, mean, I could go on a whole tangent about well, this. No, it's true. I could go on a whole tangent. No, and we can talk about it now because a lot of people feel like other people's victories are their loss. And that's not true. And I think that's a really bad way to look at life. Just because other people out there are more successful than you, that doesn't make you any less significant. You know, you still matter. And, you know, just because somebody else is winning doesn't mean that you're losing. You're just not there yet. Or your version of success is something completely different because we all have to put our lives in perspective. There's other people that want what I have and I want what other people have. So you never know who's looking at you and like man i wish my life was just like justin but at the same time you think that your life is trash there are other people looking at you and are aspiring to have the things that you have while you're over there you know defeating yourself just because you don't have what somebody else has you're winning but you're winning in a different way and it's hard for us to see that sometimes or maybe you need to rearrange what your goals are right maybe you need to take a step back and say was my goal too ambitious that i really follow through with you know trying to reach this goal did i take it as seriously as i should have so many people don't want to look in the mirror and, and face the fact that sometimes you need to blame yourself, right? Like a lot of people don't want to have hard conversations with themselves and say, okay, I'm the reason that X, Y, and Z is happening or not happening. And I think a lot of it starts with you, right? Like I'm a person that I'm a big believer in list. I really contribute that to a lot of my success. Um, I make lists every day for work. And then I just started making my list for goals of 2021. Once you visualize it and you write it down, now hold yourself accountable for it. Hold yourself accountable for it and start trying to do what you got to do to reach those goals because anybody can have dreams and ambition, but who's going to put in the work for that shit? Yeah. Right? You can pray, but 
prayer without action is nothing. Yeah, like it don't mean nothing. It's just words on the paper. So, and I think that's what separates the quote unquote successful people from the people that sit back and complain about shit. Mm, you're giving me, you're giving me MAGA. Nah, not at all. <laughs> you're giving me boots to tie yourself up by your bootstrap. What is this? Nope, that's just true facts. People are, for the most part, very self-centered. So nobody else is going to help you win at the cost of them women winning. <laughs> so you got to go out there and do it for yourself, man. Ain't nobody going to hold your hand and push you to the top if they're not getting to the top too. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think we got to stop being so soft on people in 2021. This whole uh, participation trophy PC generation. Nah, man. Sometimes you got to go out there and get it yourself. I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense, the whole participation thing. I push back on that because who's giving out the trophies? Are these people that are from this generation giving trophies to themselves? Somebody's creating the trophies and somebody's giving them out. But that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what you're making it sound like where you're like, it sounds like a bootstrap talk. Like, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't into having bootstrap talks. I'm just talking about be accountable to yourself because it hurt a lot more to let yourself down. But what I'm saying is at the core of it, a lot of people don't want to admit to themselves that I let myself down. You want to find a scapegoat. You want to find another reason like, well, this didn't happen for me this year because of X, Y, Z or whatever, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Right. Nah, sometimes you got to be real with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Oh, these words are hitting. These are some truth bullets. I feel like I've been shot. <laughs> I feel shot. So here's the thing, right? A lot of that comes with knowing yourself and self-confidence. I maintain to this day, and it's funny because me and Enrique were just talking about this. So were me and Justin, right? There is nothing in this world somebody could say about me to, to hurt my feelings. I know who I am. I stand in that. I know who I am and what I'm about. There ain't nothing nobody can say to me hurt my feelings. Because I know who I am. So if you know who you are and you're secure in that and you know what you're about and you've already had that conversation with yourself in the mirror, you good. Do your thing. Move forward. Push on. Finish your goals. You know, like you don't get set back by other people. That's letting yourself down, too. If you let other people hold you back, if you willingly let other people hold you back. Nah, don't we don't got time for mm-hmm. that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a combination of hard work and self-reflection and action. And these are words that I'm applying to my own life as well. So this is not something that we're just preaching on the show. It's something that I, you know, strive to follow because I'm not perfect. Just because I have a platform doesn't mean that I have everything figured out. And this is my space to just rant and rave and preach at people. I really do adapt these things to my everyday life. Like Dupree and I, you know, talk about this off pod, you know, all the time. I'm a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. We're just all striving to be the best versions of ourselves. So as we're heading, you know, into 2020, you know, I'm reflecting on who I want to be. What do I want to accomplish? Where do I want to take the podcast? You know, what are my goals and with my hobbies, you know, in addition to my professional life? These are things that I'm thinking about all the time and I'm working on, you know, as well. So I'm not going to, you know, pretend to be perfect or pretend to have everything figured out because I don't, you know, I don't have the answers to everything. If you heard our episode a couple weeks ago when we're talking about, affirmative action and diversity we had a you know a difficult time you know talking through that because we don't have all the answers but like dupree said it starts with action and like anything that you want to change in life it starts with having that conversation and being honest with yourself exactly and i i hope that that rant that i went on didn't sound preachy to you guys it's like i'm just trying to help you and motivate you right like because i ain't perfect i like just said <laughs> work in progress i'm still a work in progress anytime somebody asks me like oh, i ain't shit yet yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like that's just that's just how I, I go about it you know like 
I'm a work in progress. I'm still figuring this out. I'm still trying to be better all the time. But for the people that knew me before, right, and they see how far I've come now, wait until you see the next one. You know what I mean? That's just what I, I, I'm talking about. Like, it's all about growth and improvement and progress. I don't believe in sitting still. Either Every day you either getting better or you getting worse. I do my best to not let myself get worse. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a platform, and I just hope that people, you know, understand, like, this is coming from a place of good intention, right? Trying to motivate you. You're not alone in this. None of us are alone in this. This is life. It's called life. If you're not there trying to big somebody else up, then what are you really doing? You know? Right. So That's true. I, I got y'all back is what I'm trying to say to y'all. And with uh, New Year's approaching, guys, we are still in the middle of a very deadly pandemic. Um, so don't be fucking idiots. And go out there and go to super spreader events and party. Like, yes, it sucks, right? We're all in the house. It sucks. <laughs> Not all of us. But it doesn't suck as bad as dying or getting sick or getting somebody else sick. Because I don't know about y'all, but I couldn't have that on my conscience if I got somebody in my family sick or somebody in my circle sick and they died because of me. Because I wanted to go out and fucking party on New Year's. I couldn't live with myself if that happened. So, you know, it's just advice. Take it or not. Whatever. So I know we all want to go out. Trust me. We all want to go out. Now's not the time until everybody's vaccinated. New Year's is going to be a little bit different this year. I know in Times Square, they're not going to be having that, you know, huge crowd. So a lot of things are having to change in order to keep people safe. So, you know, we'll always remember 2020 as the year of change and adapting. And part of adapting is feeling uncomfortable when we're adjusting to, I guess, the new reality in living with this pandemic. Wear a mask, wear a condom. <laughs> That's another tagline for the show, y'all. But um, Dupree, your 10-week internship with the show is coming to a close. Are you guys going to miss me? <laughs> Are you guys going to miss Dupree? In the past 10 weeks, I just want to ask you like, what you've learned, what's been fun for you with doing this for the past 10 weeks. Uh, I think the most fun thing is the level of, in- well, there's a bunch of things that are so fun about working with you and, you know, being a part of that, that polar opposites community. The people who listen, I don't want to call y'all fans because that kind of feels like derogatory, I guess. I mean, like we're, we're a community, right? So like the level of interaction, you know, people <laughs> getting at me, <laughs> you know, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. You know, people getting at me and all the feedback and the conversations that have started because of this podcast, not only with people that I don't know that were fans, you know, fans of yours, but like the people that I know that came over here, all that feedback, all the love and support. I mean, that's so fun. But then working with you is super fun because like, especially if y'all listen to that affirmative action episode, (laughs) we don't agree all the time and we'll let each other know when we disagree. It's never like out of anger or like we're attacking each other. Like we're just having a high level educated conversation. And we can come out of the end of it and be like, yeah, we still don't have an answer for you. But these conversations, at least the conversation is happening. Working with you and, uh, you know, us not always seeing eye to eye, but it's good because it creates good conversation. It gets not only me and you talking and our brain stimulated, but the people that listen, because then they'll message us and say something that maybe we, me and you didn't mm-hmm. think about. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a lot of fun. I look forward to every Monday when we record. I look forward to every Wednesday when the episodes drop. So just a bunch of fun. Yeah, I really do second everything that you said. I agree with everything that you said. Different guests bring different energies. They have their strong points and their weak points. It's definitely been fun, you know, getting pushback. You know, the point of the show is not to disagree. It's just to 
have two people come in with their life experiences and their opinions and have conversations about interesting things. We have fun. Most importantly, we have important conversations. And that's always my goal with the show. So y'all are like 10 week, 10 week internship. What's what's going on? What's going on? So to give y'all some background, y'all know that Dupree has been a guest on this show prior to his 10 week internship. But he approached me a few weeks ago and he wanted to you know, be a part of the show in some way. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm pretty self-sufficient. I work great, you know, on my own because I don't have to, you know, depend on anybody. I can work with my own schedule. I mean, it's just easier sometimes doing things by yourself. So that comfort level is something that I I really liked. So whenever he approached me and asked me if he can, you know, be a part of the show in some way, of course, I was apprehensive. I always say, but it's kind of like a marriage working with somebody else. You know, you have to listen. So I've become a better listener throughout this experience because I've worked with people, you know, in the past. And I feel like one of the the issues that I had, because I'm not afraid to point out my flaws, is not listening enough or not taking into consideration, you know, how other people are feeling. So definitely being more self-aware in that way has definitely helped. And I've been, you know, getting better at that as time has, you know, moved on. But I felt, first of all, that it was bold of Dupree to ask me that because most people wouldn't. I'm sure that I've had guests on the show that would love to be my co-host, but would never feel comfortable asking me if I would be willing to give them a chance. And I think that if somebody's coming with me earnestly, if they're coming with me with an open heart, I think it's only fair for me to give them a chance. But I had to consult my inner circle, get their opinion on it, have people, you know, listen to the show and get their, you know, opinion on Dupree and, you know, what he brings to the show, because that's really important to me. And it's also important to you guys, because you guys have been following me, you know, since the beginning. And what if you guys like the show a certain way? And then I add somebody and then y'all are like, we didn't ask for this. We don't like this. So that was definitely a thought in the back of my mind. It's scary, but I can't, you know, live life worrying about what other people think. Ultimately, my gut is my best indicator. I trust my gut more than anything. So if I know that something is right and feels good, I'm going to go with it. So that's, you know, why I've had Dupree on for consecutive weeks because I wanted to give him a chance. So over that 10 weeks, I feel like he's even gained his own following of fans. People like him and appreciate his opinions and what he brings to the show. And I appreciate that as well. I'm thankful for him being bold enough to ask me. I'm thankful for our friendship, you know, blossoming and us getting to know each other more throughout this and how we're going to continue that moving forward. But I just wanted, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just rambling. But I'm trying to like paint a picture of what's been going on behind the scenes. Because I call it an internship because after an internship, sometimes, you know, people get get the job. So my point with having Dupree on the show multiple weeks is to, you know, ease him onto the show and to see what you guys think. Because ultimately what you guys think is more important to me. So looking forward into the new year, there might be some changes to the show. So Keep an eye out for that. But um, Dupree, did you have anything to add? I know I said a lot. I rambled. (laughs) What you said about me, you know, being bold and approaching. Like, listen, I'm a firm believer in closed mouths don't get fed. Here's some advice y'all can take into 2021. And I'm being serious. I'm not being facetious or trying to be funny. If there's something that you want, you go for it or you ask for it. Because the worst somebody can say to you is no. What happens when they say no? Great. You don't have something that you already didn't have. Who cares? You know, I approach Justin and say, hey, man, I like your work. Uh, we've worked together, you know, briefly before. 
you want to do something? Let's see what happens. You know, and of course, he, you know, he was hesitant at first, like he said. You know, we got into a, a flow of doing this, and, like, it, it's it's been great, you know. And <laughs> what he said about, you know, I have a section of people that, that like me on here now, you know. To know me is to love me, guys. That, that's oh To know God. me is to say, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> nah, thank you for the reception and everything, everybody. I, it, it means a lot. I, I love coming here and chopping it up with y'all and hearing what y'all have to say, the good, bad, the ugly. And um, please, 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 I know we're not ending the episode right now, but leave a, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That, that would mm-hmm. really mean a lot to us. Yeah. Send in anonymous questions. Let me know what you think of the show, what you want to see more of, because as Dupree said, closed mouths do not get fed. So if you want your opinion heard, you know, reach out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you like. Also, let me know what you don't like, because not everything can be positive. There's things that, you know, I look to improve all the time. So if there's something that you don't like, let me know. And I'll take that into consideration as well. But, you know, just wanted to fill you all in on what's going on um, behind the scenes and keep a lookout for what's coming up. I'm happy that this experience has been so positive. It's been fun. It's been fun. We've created a lot of dope content. We've got we've sparked people's minds and have them, you know, asking questions and seeking answers for things that they didn't know that they had an interest in or whatever, just seeing a different perspective or developing and understanding empathy. So, you know, I'm proud of what we've done here. Yeah, I am too. And that's that was my point with even starting the show in the first place. Um, it wasn't to become famous. If that happens, it happens. But my goal was to just make something that I'm proud of. You know, I call the podcast my side hustle with potential because um, it's true. You never know what could come out of it. But my goal is always to make something that I can look back on and say that I did that. I did that. We had great conversations. We created and cultivated a community. That's the biggest thing that I wanted to achieve with the show. And I think that I've done that and I'm continuing to do that. So for you guys that have been listening, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for um, commenting, subscribing, rating the show. You can never have enough ratings. So this is more incentive to do that. I know Christmas has passed by now, but how about a New Year's present? You know, leave another rating, leave a review, um, send in a question. I appreciate that because that's what what keeps me going i see the numbers and the numbers are great but like i say with podcasting not everybody feels comfortable reaching out and that's okay but if you do feel comfortable if you want to get to know us feel free to follow us on social media you know as well follow my instagram follow the podcast follow dupree um there's so many ways to get in touch with the show so definitely let your voice be heard and never feel shy um, to reach out if you want to talk to us you know anything that you wanted to add any last minute thoughts words you know, Justin said, watch out for what's coming next. We could show you better than we could tell you. So you just have to see. <laughs> just have yes. to see. You know, a picture tells a thousand words. So I'm not going to. Um, that's it for hints. <laughs> that's it for hints. But um, <laughs> thank you so much for <laughs> supporting the show. It means a lot. Subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your Mima, your Peepaw, your Wawa, Nana, all of them. Tell them all to listen and subscribe. But yes. It's a good week. We look forward to the new year. Let this year bring you blessings. Let this year bring you success. Let this year bring you, you know, happiness. I think that that's all that we strive for. We strive to be happy regardless of your circumstance. So I wish you all the best. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good rest of your week and have a good new year. We'll catch you guys on the next one.